Welcome to Breaking Business Barriers, where we believe that choosing to go all in is the only way to create true freedom in your business and life. Now join your hosts, Brent Duhame, Dr. Joseph Kay, and Brandon Straza, as they talk to industry leaders, veteran CEOs, and cutting edge entrepreneurs about the tough decisions they made on their way to success. This is Breaking Business Barriers. Welcome to another episode of Breaking Business Barriers. This is your host, Brent Duhame. I am joined by one heck of a great guy, Andrew Cornett. But before we get into uh, us chit-chatting, let's also make sure that we thank our sponsors, Open Media Source, Expanse Financial Group, as well as our uh, good buddies over at American Option Insurance. Andrew, coming all the way from me, uh, from just south of Chicago. Well, kind of anyway, but you are south of Chicago, right? We actually exist outside Chicago, yes. Springfield, Illinois. <laughs> What's happening in Springfield, man? Uh, it is a roasty 36 degrees out today with a little drizzle coming down right now. Well, Typical there, there, Midwest day. There you have it. Our weatherman and friend, Andrew Coronet. Well, hey, AC, I appreciate you taking the time. You and I have known each other for a bit. And uh, you'll have to remind me, giving, uh, you know, my fading memory. But, but uh, we've known each other for a while, right? Um, I was trying to think about this actually last night. It's, a bit, it's probably pushing 22 years now. 20, at least, at least 20 years, if not 22. Yeah, it's somewhere in that range. And we've seen our kids grow up, you know, it's pre pretty amazing. But, but aside from that, you've had a, you know, our careers have intertwined over the years. And of course, Breaking Business Barriers talks about, um, well, all kinds of things, entries into entrepreneurship, challenges in a profession, what have you. And, and I thought no better person to be able to come out right and and share his trials and tribulations uh, in, uh, in, in business. So again, AC, I, I appreciate you. Oh, by the way, what's that C stand for? C is for charming. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you remember. Andrew C. Cornett, C is for charming. I think when I first interv interviewed you, I think you told me that. So, uh, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad it stuck. But uh, hey, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, man? I know, I know a lot, but uh, why don't you tell our listeners? And oh, by the way, now we're in over 33 countries. How cool is that, man? So, that's very good. Yeah, it's pretty awesome, man. But uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about you, my man? So I'm a mortgage banker, um, currently work with Leader One Financial, uh, manage their Springfield, Illinois office. Been with them for about eight years. Um, two years ago, I won their Leaders Club event where it was top 30 in the company uh, for production and stuff. Um, this year, I had a 35% increase over last year's business, which I'm very, very excited about. Um, before Leader One, being here for eight years, I was with... Uh, U.S. Bank for three years, uh, Chase Bank for about a year and a half there, and then Wells Fargo is where I met you. So I've been in the business for about 22 years. You know, you talk about that you, uh, that you work for a company. In reality, in, in uh, your line of work, you're really an entrepreneur. You're, you're, you don't sit back in the desk and you, you, you cultivate, you help people get in and do residential homes, right? Mm -hmm. yep. That's, that's yep. your focus. You do loans of all shapes and sizes, and small ones, large ones. And um, I know your heart is especially in the veteran business, right? VA loans. Yep. But more importantly, what, what brings you the gratification in your line of work? Because I really consider 
anyone that's out there um, cultivating their own business, they truly are an entrepreneur. But what brings you or makes your toes tap, I should say, about the line of work that you're in? Um, I think it's the opportunity to show somebody the realization of what they can do. So take, for example, the customer that's going to buy that house. Uh, they, they come into the bank and they don't think because of some past credit problems or just because they've never bought a house before that they can actually figure out this home buying process. So sit down with a customer, show them saying, hey, you might have had some bumps in the road from a credit standpoint or from a job standpoint uh, or whatever inability they foresee that and showing them a way that, hey, we're going to make you one of our success stories this year. We're going to buy you that house or talking to a referral source, um, be it a realtor or another banker or another business partner and saying, hey, what are your goals? What are mine? How can we align those? Maybe we're targeting the same person. Can we do that together and both of us win? So I think it's creating that opportunity is what I get most excited about. Have you seen, uh, you know, the proverbial closing table? Have you ever seen uh, Tears of Joy? Oh, awesome. Usually it's from us. You know, uh, just last two weeks ago, I posted out there on Facebook, one of our closings. It was a 23-year-old girl. Uh, she was in currently serving uh, in the local reserve unit here in town. And she went through two different banks. Both banks could not figure out how to do her loan. I got contacted by the realtors involved saying, hey, can you step in here and help this out? I gave her and her dad was assisting with the paperwork, gave them specific direction. We, I, I told them, even though that they're coming out of a contract date that they originally signed a month and a half before me, I, get, I got involved, I gave them a realistic target of time frame, and we hit it to a T because everybody kind of followed suit of what they needed to do. So we get there, there's not handshakes at the closing table, there's hugs, you know, and we were dancing and we were having fun. And I told her, she's as old as my middle child. <laughs> so I really feel old now, you know, and her dad was so appreciative because he got to see his first daughter buy her first home. So that's what's really fun. Yeah, it's amazing. That young lady will be building, uh, well, she's starting to build wealth by her first purchase. I mean, mm -hmm. real estate, we, we both know we've spent our entire lives in and around real estate. And we know the value that it, it can bring individuals and families for that matter. AC, you know, we'll have listeners. I, many of the listeners, are, of course, are homeowners, but it doesn't get easier, right? Whether you're buying your first home or buying maybe your seventh or eighth home, it's a complicated process. And it's just not, you're just not on the other end of a computer tapping away on things. So on a scale of one to 10, is it more difficult today than it was when you first entered the business? I don't think it's more difficult to get a loan. I think it's more difficult to navigate the system. So what we try to do is I try to set a path for the customer and saying, I'm going to show you how we're going to navigate these waters. So at the end of the process, if buying a house is equated to passing a test, I'm going to give you the answers to that test first. So if I give you those answers, Mr. Customer, will you be more relaxed and will make it a less stressful process for you? And they're like, absolutely. And I test those waters every once in a while through the process. Are you still stress-free, at least on our side? You know, we can't control what's going on with the realtors and with the property. Uh, and, you know, if we're doing our job and communicating to them and explaining the why behind the what, then it's, it's, it's much easier. But it's navigating the process, I think, is what's got more complicated. 
Yeah, back in the day, we didn't have cell phones and, and uh, the, the type of uh, computer instruments that help us communicate, you know, even even visually with a, with a client, mm-hmm. right? Yep. But uh, yeah, I would, I would agree with that, having been in the business for a bit. And, uh, uh, but there's always challenges, no matter, no matter what. Again, uh, pros pro, Andrew Cornette, mortgage banker. If you're, uh, if you're seeking a, a home loan, don't be afraid to uh, reach out. Maybe even Andrew doesn't fulfill your loan, but if you have questions, some things get lost, uh, lost in the uh, communication mix, and uh, it can be kind of scary doing it on your on your own. Andrew, having having been a professional mortgage banker for as long as you have, has there been a fork in the road? And we always talk about that fork in the road. You can either go, you can either take a left, not sure where that's going to go, or you can take a right, but you know darn well if you keep going straight, you're gonna you're gonna hit. Uh, Whatever is in that fork could be a barn, could be a tree. But uh, have you had a fork of the road that comes to mind? You know, I've seen your podcast before, and I've seen you ask this question, and I've been thinking about this for the last few days. Um, there's probably been several forks, you know, over over my career, over my life. Probably the most recent one that can relate to business is the decision to build a team as the manager or build the team as the leader. And you helped me as, as my mentor years ago, kind of helped me navigate that and I'll explain the difference. So building the team as a manager, um, I was, I thought when I came to leader one, I wanted to be the biggest and the best. And it's hard to control salespeople, any business, any, anybody watching this is a business person. You think management is where you want to go a lot of times initially. So you start growing that team. You can't control that. You know, and we had some bumps and bruises, spent a lot of money on employees, on, on, pro, on processes and stuff, and just was not coming together. And my production suffered because I was still a producing uh, loan officer. But what we had to do was we had to decide, okay, let's build Team AC. That's what you refer to it. And we needed to control the process. We needed to control the communication with the customer. So we slowly got rid of that sales force where it was just me and a support staff. And now, and that's why my business grew last year by 35% because 2018 or 2019 was the team of AC and it was building that support around me. And then I had to be that person bringing in the business and making sure our processes were set in play and expectations were set right. You know, and that could be true in any business. Mm-hmm. It could be true in any profession. You know, it's, it's about, uh, I guess I, I refer, I'm a pretty simple guy. How will you be most happy? Nothing against any other employees that you had that maybe came and left. Um, you've got a great, you've got a great supporting cast uh, today. I know you, you care deeply about them, as any good leader really shows their stripes, their stars and stripes care. But it's about where are you most happy? Forget about title; doesn't matter. Um, for some, it does though, right? Mm-hmm. And for some of our listeners, maybe that resonates. You know, you're chasing a title r- rather than rather than fulfilling happiness. And, and, and if that makes them happy, good for them. That's not a right or wrong answer. Right on. Everybody's yeah. in a different point, yep. You know, that it brings back a lot of memories and, uh, and for sure, no, no doubt it has, but you know, sometimes you may not get it right. Sometimes it might be five years down the road, you know, still, still having success, maybe it's 10 years down the road, but finding that, that spot that's happy and maybe what, makes you happy today, you and your team may not make you happy in July, 
you know, who knows, right? You're always evolving, always evolving. Onward and upward for sure. AC, there are people listening, maybe considering making a career change. Um, why don't you give a little spoof, uh, the, the pluses and minuses of being a mortgage banker in a, in a, in a minute. In a minute, you're gonna time me and tell me to shut up. <laughs> well, I know how passionate you are about this business. So, so a mortgage banker is somebody that's gonna look at somebody's finances, um, understand their guidelines too. So it's not just a salesperson. I mean, so you got to understand where the person's story is coming from, their background, their finances, what they feel they can afford, and then you got to match it up to the guidelines of the loan program you're gonna give to them and everything. So uh, you can't just be a salesperson, and you can't you can't also just be like an underwriter going out to try to create sales. You got to try to be that middle guy and know how to put those two things together. The customer circumstances along with the guidelines you're working within. Yeah. Professional problem solver. Yep. And that not only has to do all of those things, but you have to have a true passion, how to market, brand yourself. Branding yourself is by far and away uh, one of the funnest things to do. Uh, once hey. you I didn't share this with you, so I wore something special for you today. <laughs> Hopefully, we can pull this down. Oh, I know what it's going to be. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Got the name on them. <laughs> cool, man. Cool. The, so I'm uh, the only banker in town that wears Chuck Taylors. I have seven or eight pairs, and those are my personalized pair that have my last name on it. But uh, I, I started wearing them. I came to Leader One because I was, you were talking about branding earlier. I, I'm not a depository bank. And in my community at that time, it was all depository banks that I was competing against. I was the only independent. So instead of wearing a three piece suit and trying to shine like the rest of them, I wanted to stand out in the crowd. So if I went to an association meeting or a realtor function, I wanted those shoes to stand out to start the conversation. So now everybody knows me today with the Chuck Taylors. Absolutely. Absolutely. And across the land, because mm -hmm. uh, we, we see you quite a, quite a few times on social media. Why don't you remind everyone where we can find uh, Andrew C. Coronet most frequently on social media? So you can go to our Leader One Facebook page. It's Leader One Financial Springfield, Illinois. Um, I post a lot of stuff personally. Uh, Andrew Coronet, you can find me out there. Um, that's where we post most everything. Yep, got it. You can be found on uh, LinkedIn and a few other, other places, but mm -hmm. you really gravitate towards Facebook and, and good for you. And there's some pretty cool stuff, man. You, you inspire a lot of folks with your uh, almost everyday morning routine early, early in the morning, throwing, throwing around some weights, right? Yeah. Uh, you know how you can tell if somebody does CrossFit? If they tell you they do CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right yeah, on, I've been, man. I've been doing that for six years now. And um, it, it, it keeps me on the edge because you're always learning something. You're, it's never something you, you can't just rest on your role, on your, you can't just rest. You got to keep continue to go and improve in that area. Well, you've inspired a lot of others. I do know that. And I also know that you're incredibly humble, but you've inspired a lot of other people just by throwing those out there. It's not you trying to show off. It's you. Uh, it's really you being super humble, but really energized off of, Hey, if I could just have one person say this inspired them to uh, get off the couch and maybe do some running, maybe do some CrossFit. Well, you know, it, just like you said, what makes me wake up in the morning when I do my job, and that's giving the customer or referral partner inspiration that we can do something. It's the same thing. I am by far not the top CrossFitter in my gym or anywhere, but 
I put in the work and I put in the effort. I think people notice that. And if you're not going to do CrossFit, but you just wanted to get it healthy, it's always about that first step. And that first step, I think, is the most exciting. Yeah, very cool. All right, let's pause for a second. Again, remind everyone we appreciate our sponsors, Open Media Source, Expanse Financial Group, and our good friends over at American Option Insurance. AC, I ask this question every single time. Give us something that's going to crack everybody up around uh, the 33 countries and here in included the United States that, uh, and you've got a number of stories I'm sure that you can pick from. Maybe this is maybe the most difficult one to, uh, to try to address, but give us, give us a little, a little story about, well, just make us laugh, man. I have no clue. <laughs> There's too many of them. <laughs> um, I'm drawing a blank now, BD. Well, that's what I said. It's like an encyclopedia of, of uh, hilarity. What would your well, wife say? <laughs> she would say not to tell a funny story. <laughs> well, so um, here's a funny story. It just happened this past Friday. So our gym is always trying to do something to, especially in the wintertime, you can't go outside and run and all that kind of stuff. It's gloomy in the Midwest. So they're always trying to find something to, uh, to do to kind of spur everybody to have fun in the gym. So last Friday, the theme was dress, dress as it's summertime. So come in your best summertime garb. So if that's a bikini or swim shorts or whatever, come with that. So I go in there and I'm just wearing a normal, my normal hoodie and sweatpants. And everybody's like, well, where's your dress attire? I'm like, he'll come out. So we're, we're doing the workout for the hour for CrossFit. And we're getting down to towards the end. And my coach goes, and, and the cool thing about CrossFit is you're working out for about 15 to, you know, from 10 to 15 minutes. And usually it's a workout set and you're usually trying to push yourself past the person next to you. So I want to do more reps or I want to do more jumps or whatever like that. And I was falling behind this. I'm 40, I'm 46 years old right now. And I, I, I work out next to these 26 year olds and I don't care. I'm still going to try to get them. So my coach comes over and goes, if you're going to, if you're going to turn it on, you better turn it on now because this is the last round. So I immediately strip off my hoodie, no shirt, throw my pants off and nobody knew I had this on. So I have my special speedos on with my <laughs> knees and with my shoes. So we took pictures afterwards and I won the best of show that day because, uh, and I finished to work out in my speedos and we took pictures and stuff. So uh, my wife didn't know I wore it because I snuck it out of the house because she won't let me go out of the house with it. So <laughs> that's a recent funny story. So, Oh, I'm not even going to get into the story about why you had those Speedos in the first place, but we'll leave that maybe for another, sh another show. Yeah. But, but yeah. Well, as we begin to wrap things up, Andrew, why don't we uh, go, go through a little speed round here. Hey, do you believe you have a superpower? And if so, what is that superpower? Um, my willing to serve other people. Uh, that's a good one, my friend. When you reached the, the fork of the road that we talked about earlier, did you make that decision with your head or your heart? I had to end up making it with my head because it was, because if it was made with my heart, it, I was making decisions about other folks' careers that could have impacted them. So I had to end up making it with my head. You had your Superman cape on, didn't you? Yep. Is there a book or a podcast outside of Breaking Business Barriers that uh, comes to mind that you would recommend for others to either read or tune into? You know what? I am terrible about reading, and I don't really listen to a lot of podcasts. So um, 
I'm being honest. You know me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'll have, I'll have one or two recommendations for you. Once we, uh, once we sign off, there's a lot of good stuff out there. In fact, I just had an author that's going to be on our, on our podcast, send me his latest book. I think he's written four, maybe five. And uh, he's going to be on a soon to be released uh, pod. When you going back to your fork in the road, were you worried about what others people thought about your decision or did it not come into play? To make the final decision, I had to um, not worry about what others thought. And we had to make sure we were going the right path. Sometimes that's hard, right? Mm-hmm. And what's next, man? I mean, you're on the, you, you want to grow. You, like you mentioned, you know, CrossFit's a big part of your life. You also have, uh, you're an entrepreneur in, in other pieces. You uh, have, uh, especially in the Midwest, like you mentioned, you've got, what, six Six months five. or so? Yeah, we got five uh, ice deli, so shaved ice concession stands that we run in the summertime. And that's probably my third big, third or fourth biggest passion out there. So each summer, from usually April through August, we have five locations going, and uh, I get to hire young kids to work those for me. And uh, it's, that's very fun to see them work their first job and then go through the motions and stuff. Well, you really take it very seriously. These are some of these kids, most of them are in high school. How many kids do you employ throughout a, a course of a year? Um, at the height of it, there was over 21 kids at one time. And that's something I learned too. So you have 21 kids and they are all active. They have family vacations, they have sporting activities. It wasn't so hard to get them to work because I don't care what you say, teenagers are not lazy. Some are, just like people are, adults are, but I have good kids that work for me. And what I did was it was getting so hectic with the schedules. I went and tapped five quote managers or captains that I trusted that were kids and said, Hey, do you want to be in charge of this location? And one of those duties is you're going to be in charge of the schedule. And I immediately just let go of that biggest headache I had. And that's what we've done for the past several years now. Yeah. You know, I've, I always ask you about that, right? How, how's it going with the business? And I find it incredible. Uh, you're giving back to your community. I know the parents adore you and, and uh, your family for what it is that you teach them. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of responsibility, empowering them. It's part of your family business. And, and it's just fun to hear about because when you talk about it, most people maybe would think, oh, it's just ice, ice shack, blah, blah, blah. But it's a business. It's a, it's a pretty serious business. It takes a lot of organization and uh, trial and error, like you mentioned. Yeah, we tried to, we did it by just buying one location. I did it to teach my kids at the time when they were in their young teens, how to actually work and run a business. And then it slowly just started to fester into something bigger. And all three of my boys, if it needed to be ran, they could run it without even questioning it. AC, before we sign off here, is there any one last thought or one piece of recommendation? If someone's thinking about making a career change, any, anything that effect, because Really, a lot of our listeners are thinking about it, and maybe they're afraid to make that change. For whatever reason, change is difficult. Any, mm-hmm. any uh, insight or thought that you have that you'd like to share? If you have an aptitude for sales and for an understanding of how to put a very complicated puzzle together and not make it complicated for the end user, this is a great environment to be in. But you've got to be able to make sure you can sell to drive that, drive that business in but then also be able to break it down to where it's not going to be such a 
complicated piece for that customer so you can get more business from them and stuff. So if you got both those aptitudes, I mean, yes, that's, I mean, this is a great business. Got it. So having said that on behalf of Andrew Cornett, and again, you can reach out to Andrew if you have a, have a thought or, or just want to be inspired, go watch that dude do some workouts because it's uh, it's, it's pretty darn cool. But on behalf of Andrew Cornett, this is your host of Breaking Business Barriers, Brent Duhame. And as we finish out, onward and upward. Take care. You've been listening to Breaking Business Barriers. For more information or if you have a compelling story to tell, find us on Facebook at Open Media Source.